What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz, Matt Bear Kaczynski. Gentlemen, it is Super Bowl week. Finally, here we come. The end of the season is near, but the big one is less than a week away. It feels like we got here kind of quick, all things considered, but... Well, yeah, that's kind of it, not, it, uh, it takes forever to get here, and then when it's here, it, it flies by. I mean, it's 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 kind of sad, but it, I don't know, man. Like with this, with the how with how the year's gone, and the podcast, and just as we've grown, like I'm kind of looking forward to the off season more than I am the Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but we'll have we will certainly have plenty to talk about. I'm just yeah, dude. I'm just ready to start digging into everything the else that is involved. Be, like, I mean, the draft's always really exciting, and it's not because I'm one of those people that, like, counts down to my team drafting during the season, because I don't believe in that. Like, when it's week four and you suck, you don't go, oh, is the draft talk yet? Like, it's too early, but, yeah, you know, it's just a fun thing to dive into, and all three of us dive into it way more than uh, the average person, which is what we're here for. That's right. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get into the show tonight as always brought to you by our buddies at string sports brewery and engine 15 brewery um, if you're gonna go look for a place to watch the Super Bowl those wouldn't be bad places so uh, we'll start with our drink of the night as we always do here on the show and as uh, as Steve Winwood would say I'm back in the high life again uh, with my Miller high life <laughs> not bad not bad I'm uh you know, I got very excited about finding that uh, Okito. Yeah, from Funky Buddha. From Funky Buddha. I bought two cases of it because I was so excited for it. And I couldn't even drink one. <laughs> yeah, that is why I will say that like the, the ability at Total Wine to build your own six-pack or just buy individual craft beers from all over the place is a blessing in disguise because you can, you can try one instead of having to buy a, a six or a 12 or a case. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's free. what I'm going to have to do moving forward. So tonight no. I'm, si- oh. I'm sipping on some uh, American honey and sweet tea. Um, and I'm putting a little, little splash of razzle dazzle and I'm going to be munching on some thin mints while I do it. All right. And this is Matt's last week on LaCroix. Yeah. Nope. I switched. <gasps> what do you got? You got a vitamin water? What do you got? <laughs> a vitamin what? Triple X. No, uh, I got a polar natural seltzer. Oh, okay, so still with the seltzer. Okay. Cranberry lime. Cranberry right, well, lime go. seltzer. There you go. There you go. All right, boys. So let's uh we'll we'll talk more about this topic uh next week as we start to get into our off season conversation, but we can't at least mention the big news in the world of the uh, NFL football, the man, the men's league. Yeah. That the Eric B enemy uh, didn't get a head coaching job. Well, that's, that was something that was, um, I was surprised, but not surprised. And there's, there's probably some backstory behind it that we can get into in the off season. But the, the big news obviously recently was the, uh, the Stafford, uh, Trade Goff. to the Lions, swapping golf and some picks. So, Matt Stafford goes from the Lions to the Rams. Jared Goff and two first-round picks and a third-round pick go to the Lions. Um, obviously, the Lions are in more of a 
rebuild mode. And so getting a, a younger quarterback is a win for them. Plus the picks is obviously a win. And the Rams are more win now. Um, and if Stafford is obviously seen as the better you know, quarterback, then the, that win now move makes sense. So uh, I was certainly surprised by it. There's no doubt when I saw it. Um, but when you, when you look at it from both sides, um, it, 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 in a way, it makes sense. Um, I'm, I'm just, I still don't really know how I want to look at this. Um, as objectively as I can, it's just it, it's a smart move on both parties in a way. But I, I honestly, I cannot help but think that in a weird way that Detroit actually makes out better on this than. Oh, Detroit got a great deal. I mean, some people I mean, are saying the Lions fleece the Rams by getting it, getting a quarterback that's at least been proven as a winner in the league. He may not be the greatest, but getting the picks that they got back. See, and that's where I was going to go with that. It, I, kind of a controversial topic or uh, opinion, I'm sure, but. I, I think McVeigh. I know he's really young and he's got a long way to go, but I there's a sneaky suspicion to me that he's just going to be a guy that's going to be an almost always kind of there. Meaning, I don't know that he can coach to win the Super Bowl. I just I, I don't think he can. Right. Well, he's got to get back there first. I, it, well, and that's the whole thing. It's like he is a great mind for football, and he's proven it in no Rams teams, but. No doubt. He's still undefeated when he leads at halftime. I mean, look, Matty Stafford is, I think, criminally underrated. And it's yeah. finally coming to light that he's actually as good as he really is. But his health is a concern to me, though. Is Goff really that bad that McVeigh is like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to somehow parlay this while I'm in Mexico for a trip to meet with Stafford as a celebratory dinner because I made it happen when with Goff. So you really yeah. think you're at Belichick level of Tom Brady? Like, come on, no, yeah, think, no. Things definitely turned quickly for the Rams and golf in that relationship. I, I mean, let's. Let, I mean, we can we can speculate. We can go over this all they want, right? I mean they they drafted they drafted Greg Robinson and Aaron Donald first round in, in 2014. Then 2015 they took Todd Gurley uh, because the Giants passed on him for freaking Andrew Thomas. Uh, then 2016, they draft Jared Goff and they don't have another first round pick in 17, 18, 19, 20, now 21, 22 and 23. Right. So obviously this is a team that doesn't really, I I don't want to say they don't value first round talent. Um, I just think that they're better at evaluating later round talent. Yeah. Um, so, so this is, this is their move, right? They're saying, Hey, look, um, you know, we're good with what we've got. We're going to go ahead and trade away a quarterback who yet he got us to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't really golf that got them there. Um, I'm not saying, look, obviously the offense scored enough points, right? But the defense is really what got them there. But again, the offense scored enough points to get them in that game. Um, Yeah. They had a a, uh, very efficient offense that year. Right. So. They, they were able to score. They were able to, to, to get the ball converted on third down. Um, you know, they did everything right as an offense, but just the one outlier there is Jared Goff, and he's had declining play every season after that. Um, this obviously is a move that Sean McVay feels is in the best interest of the team. And I honestly, yeah, okay, Matt Stafford's 32 years old. Um, Matt yeah, Stafford is now young now for a quarterback. Right, which is technically young now. He's still got another 10 years according to longevity with, with all these, you know, 
elite quarterbacks going on, but he's in a situation now where he's got a, a very strong defense, which is De- Detroit has notoriously not had. Um, they've got a very good. They've got a good. Yeah, they got a good RB duo. He's got good wide receivers. He's got good tight ends that he can throw to. Um, their their offensive line. I'm sure they will bolster this offseason, which is something that they desperately need to do. Um, but that being said, I, I really don't think Detroit won the trade, man. I, I told you guys that, that later. I mean, if you look at the Rams' average draft position, uh, they're drafting late, man. Yeah, it's almost pick 30, pick 25, pick, pick where, where are we at? 89. Yeah, I mean, they, they're just they're picking so late that you're, they're basically, I mean, yeah, it's draft capital. We can argue that it's draft capital and it's good for but a team to rebuild. Draft capital is good enough and those picks are going to be late again. We'll never but it's, it's not, it's not yeah. good enough real estate in the first round to get them to move into the top five, which is what they're going to want to do. But here's the thing that you've got to keep in mind. Teams have been so greedy and trying to get players and make these deals happen. Look at the Texans. If you, if you miss a player or two, I'm not saying the Rams are, are the Texans, so let's not. I'm not comparing them. All I was I'm, about to say, yeah, because they're they're definitely not. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is lack of draft draft capital is something that they both have in common. Now, one team rebuilt way better than the other. One team tried and un, was unsuccessful. One team has kind of done it, and they've got to a Super Bowl, and now they're you know perennial winners. But all I'm saying is. The Lions are in a rebuild, and it's finally like they're announcing, like, hey, you know what? Yeah, we've been rebuilding for 10 years, but now we're really calling it a rebuild. Yeah, and the thing is, is that they may be in a rebuild, but they're in a rebuild, and they're not um, – the cupboard isn't bare at quarterback. That's what I'm saying. How – like, you don't very – do worse. get to ditch your old quarterback in Matt Stafford, who I think still has time, and I think he's going to show – the world, like, hey, you know what? Yeah. I'm down here in L.A., and now I'm going to show you what I can really do. Stafford will be rejuvenated, uh-huh. but the Rams still have to put a, an offensive line in front of them because they the, their own line yep. is old. He's, yep. Believe it or not, I would argue that um, Goff is way more way more mobile than Stafford. So that'll be something that we'll have to keep our eye on in offseason. But all yep. I'm saying is I think the Lions make out well on this because of where they are and how often do you get to rebuild from the ground up but actually have a veteran quarterback that's still young enough to mature, grow, and continue getting better. Well, and that brings me back to the beginning where I where I said, you know, from both sides, I think both teams view this as a win for them. Like I said, I think the Rams think that yep. Stafford is the quarterback difference maker they need to win now. And I think the the Lions know that they're in a rebuild, so they're getting this capital with the picks that they know they're going to need. Um, and they're not they're not um, you know the cupboard like I said the cupboard's not there in terms of the quarterback they're getting back. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. I mean, Detroit is- Detroit just traded away their all time passing leader. I mean, they did. Yeah, but the, the thing about that is, is they weren't winning. The Lions were not going to be a winning team right now with Stafford. So just because they right. so, yeah. younger, then, get some I mean, capital. You, you kind of have to feel it. bad for Goff, man. Like again, he's a serviceable quarterback, but at this point, he's a stopgap for them. He's not a stopgap though, because he's a veteran. He's got enough veteran presence that he can go into Detroit. And if Detroit's smart, you give him the keys and you go, Hey, look, we know you learned under McVeigh. You know that you have some sense of what you're doing. You're not just some like you know, bottom tier starting quarterback that doesn't have a job anymore. It's it works for both parties. He can now rewrite what he wants his career and really go. Hey, guess what? I, I mean, 
Technic- technically, yes, right? But he just got signed to a long-term contract and was traded away, right? How long do rebuilds realistically take? Dude, I mean, it's a, three. It, you know, it, it could be two In Detroit years, State, we're years. talking three, four seasons, right? So I, I at the end great. of this contract, Goff will have just now gotten to a point, assuming Detroit sticks with their with their head coach that long. How is Detroit going to be a four year rebuild? They already have pieces in the running game on receiver. They're deep. Uh, it's tough to predict how long a rebuild's going to go, man. I mean, some, some teams can. Fl- I mean, look at the then, Browns. Then we, they, then we can't. One, they were one in fifteen three years ago, and then they were winning a playoff game this year. And then you got teams like you're you're you got other teams that are still rebuilding. Dude, you're scoffing at late round first picks. Guess what? A late round first round pick is as much when you sign them, and you can get a lot cheaper and longer. Yeah, like I said, I think that. I think both sides look at it as a victory and time will tell. I mean, the lions still have to use these picks to their advantage and they have to hit on some of these picks and Stafford has to, you know, stay healthy and he has to be effective in McVay's system or otherwise, you know, neither of it works, but right now both sides have to be pretty optimistic. Here's what we can do and we can go ahead and close this for now. Alex, what we will have to do is we're going to have to write down our grades individually of what the Rams are able to do in late round picks, because I agree with you. I think they're really good about finding talent and developing it. And yeah, I mean, they found Cooper Cup, Taylor Rapp, they, you know, John Johnson, they found great players yeah. late, late. We'll in the have draft. to see what the Lions Brown. do and we're going to have to grade it and go, okay. Yeah. You'll have to look up. at the picks that the Lions get from yep. the Rams in this deal and well, see what, yeah. just like what the Jaguars did trade in Ramsey, you know, yep. their second, for, their second first round pick last year was Caleb on chase on, you know, so you'll you'll say, okay, you, and where are all these they picks? Have young running back, like, believe it or not, I think the Lions and Jags. Last thing I'll say, Lions and Jags are going to be in similar positions, minus the quarterback. Except you got Trevor Lawrence and all ten burps going to the Jags. Where I don't, I think the rebuilds are going to be faster than people think. But that's we'll save that. Yeah, yeah it's hard to let's, rebuild, but. Two teams that are not rebuilding are the two teams playing in the Super Bowl this weekend, uh, the Chiefs and the Bucks. So let's get right into the game, boys. Um, as we sit here today, the line is Kansas City minus three. The over-under is 56. Um, there's obviously lots to that you can analyze in this game. You know, the Chiefs' speed on offense versus the Buccaneers' speed on defense, the where which team will be more effective in the running game? Uh, what Tom will we see? You know the goat Tom Brady, or will we see Tom Brady with three interceptions? How mobile um, will Patrick Mahomes be on third down situations, running for first downs and extending plays? I mean, we could get into so many nitpicky things at the end of the day. Um, both offenses, tons of skill players, right? Um, both defenses have. Uh, X factor type of players with Honey Badger and Chris Jones for Kansas City, and obviously you've got Devin White and JPP um, and Shaq Barrett for the Bucks. So I mean, the, there's a lot of similarities here. You know, um, one thing I'll say is that yes, the Chiefs are 16 and two uh, if you count their playoff wins, but they don't cover. And I know the spread is only three. But they don't cover. They're not a. They're not a team that covers. So, uh, this game is going to be tight. Uh, we'll make. We'll make predictions. Um, 
tonight with the exact score that we think it will be. Um, but let's just get into what we think some of the keys will be. I'll start off with just one, one first key, and, and you guys certainly add anything you think. But um, for me, it will be how effective uh, the, the Buccaneers are when it comes to not allowing Mahomes to make the, the breakdown type of play. So when it's, you know, third and seven and they've got a good play call and it doesn't work and Mahomes extends it with his legs and picks up a first down, those are the kind of plays the Tampa defense is going to have to eliminate. They can't let Mahomes kill him with his legs. Uh, I think that's going to be a, um, an underrated key to the game. So I'm glad you said that first, because my first point as well is related to that. And that's going to be Devin White setting the tone on defense for the Bucks. Yeah, he's going to have to fly around. His over-under on tackles and assists is 10.5, by the way, for if, these betters out there. I mean, that, and that's exact. there's a reason why his numbers are at that for over-under. Because if, if he is flying around the field and being disruptive and create we, – we saw what happened with, you know, basically the Chiefs winning with speed, you know, in the conference game. They beat speed with speed. Well, the one way to disrupt speed is timing. If Devin right. can do that, I think that's going to help the Bucks not have to worry about the extended plays of Mahomes going for like an hour and a half and then the sidearm throw to like Tyree Kill somehow or Kelsey and it's like yeah. finds his way on the sideline, which are just incredible to watch. Yeah, if you watch game film on the Chiefs, a lot of big plays that they have come from either extended plays or, you know, hot routed hot routed plays where it was something that wasn't originally called, but yep. depending on the the look they get from the D or how the play breaks down. It's kind of an off-script play, and Tampa's going to have to eliminate the Chiefs' ability to do that. You know, like we joked and we said it in the conference championship game, the Chiefs play a lot of playground ball. Well, that, you know? yeah, it's backyard football. like, yeah. And that's that's where the NFL's kind of – there's a lot of that happening in the NFL because of quarterbacks. but um, And they've got the speed and the athletes yeah. to do it, but you gotta you got to try to, like you said, timing can, can throw off. You know, all that I'm, speed and all that rhythm and all that misdirection. I'm the weirdo with defense, so I will literally be staring, watching number 45 on defense more intently than probably anybody on the field. So, for the Alex, what's the biggest key you're going to be looking at for this game? Uh, the biggest key for me was the color of jerseys, to be honest. <laughs> Tampa decided to go with what? Their whites? They went to go. They, they opted they in for their, their white, which is notoriously in the Super Bowl has – the teams wearing the white jersey notoriously have won more Super Bowls than teams opting for their home team jersey. Brady's trying to get a little bit of, you know, hey, I can win in a white jersey, and I've gotten beat by a white jersey. Well, and they've won all their games on the road wearing their whites. Yep. Even though it's a home – they're the designated home team, and they're playing in Tampa first time ever. See? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, for me, that I think a lot of people don't – you know, they don't look at the weird – you know, the weird stat line about stuff like that. But I've always found that very interesting, that the teams wearing the white jerseys are typically the one that wins. Now, obviously – the Chiefs won theirs in their red and white last year and uh, kind of broke the norm for all of that. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I thought that was the most interesting thing. Um, if you go back and look, I mean, Tampa Bay earlier in the season when they lost to Kansas City wore their red and, and white. So 
Um, I think they're just kind of doing opposites here. And we're like, yeah, hey, trying to go with some different modes. Yeah, they, you know, and, and look, I know people don't think that it matters, but oh, to, to these true. guys, I, I mean, it's like it's like a, a normal fan not washing their jersey all damn season. I mean, it's it's a lot of superstition, but a lot of these guys really believe that this this one little thing makes the difference. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'm with you on this. I, I don't think the spread gets covered, though. I think it'll be a very close game the entire time, and it'll be a really fun one to watch. See, I think the Bucks missed the opportunity on uniforms. I am with you. I think there is a psyche thing when it comes to uniforms. Dude, you're, you're, I, we've had one other team play a home Super Bowl game or none. I mean, it's like a rarity. First ever. Yeah, it's, it's never, yeah, this has never happened. First time. You want to wear white? And it's it's Tampa Bay's third Super Bowl exactly. and the third one they've hosted since 2000. So, so I mean, me though, dude, go with the old creamsicle, white and orange. Like, go oh, for that. That would be that would be way too perfect. That's what I'm saying. They missed that opportunity. Do it for the marketing side of that alone. That I don't think they have that jersey anymore though. They've got they've got the yeah. white. They got they don't they have pewter. They have white and pewter. They don't have orange. They, they're they gonna tell me the NFL. They could totally they co- totally could bring back the creamsicle if they want. Do I don't with- honestly, dude. I I don't think they can just with the way the rules are written. The teams have to select the jerseys that they're going to have for the season. They can't just change them for the Super Bowl. Well, then that's a shame that they got rid of that as an alternate. Otherwise, otherwise, you would see Nike friggin' rolling out uniforms like they do every damn week for the Oregon Ducks. And well, it would be some wild, be, crazy it'd thing. Be right on that. But they could at least wear the old retro 2001 Super Bowl era. Yeah, you know, I get you know you don't really know what's been approved, but hey, they could have done their color rush jersey. I mean, that would have yeah, been pretty cool. But I, but I actually, weirdly enough, I kind of I, I have to 100 percent agree with the jersey thing, like. Uh, it's an intriguing little tidbit. It's just a weird thing. Like, it's, if you really watch the game and, like, look at all the nuances of it, like, it really is a thing. Like, it's a thing, man. Well, here, here's something that I learned today as I was doing some research with, like, uh, these prop bets, which we're about to dive into. Um, first, first of all, just in case you're a degenerate out there and you just got that itch, there's over 7,000 different bets you could place on this game alone when you start to add up. Game props, player props, you know, the different different lines, alternate lines, over on all that over seven thousand bets. So let's just say there's going to be plenty of action on this game off the field. Um, one thing I did learn though is that you know, with it being the Super Bowl, obviously it's a historic event. the uh, The ball used on the kickoff is a brand new football. Um, that they don't get to warm up with or anything like that. So it's like a brick, rock hard. And apparently it's impossible to kick. And once it's kicked off, you know, it goes right to somebody who flies it to Canton, Ohio, puts it right in the Hall of Fame. So I'm just saying that look out for the opening kickoff, whoever kicks it, that it will not be a touchback and there's a good chance for a return. So if you're interested in, in betting on the fact that the opening kickoff won't be a touchback, you got some pretty good odds. So, speaking of odds, we'll start it from the beginning. We'll, we got to start with the national anthem. Uh, our boy Eric Church is going to be singing it um, along with uh, who's the lady Jasmine? Uh, oh, um, Jasmine Sullivan. There we go. There we go. Thank you. So um, right now, the over/under on the length of the national anthem is uh, two minutes and three seconds. So if you're if you're interested in uh, and getting some action in on uh, the nation's anthem, you can certainly do that. Um, you can uh, bet on who you think is going to sing the first note, whether it's uh, Sullivan, Church, or both of them together. 
Uh, you can bet on who's going to sing the last note. You can bet on how long the note brave will be sung for. Um, the list goes on and on. You can bet on what Eric Church will be wearing in terms of the color shirt. Uh, by the way, uh, if you're a risk taker and you think Eric Church is wearing a green shirt, it's plus 1,000 right now. Um, <laughs> if he's wearing a jacket, yes or no. If he's wearing a leather jacket, yes or no. Sunglasses, cowboy hat, like I said. It gets real wacky. There's over 7,000 bets. So uh, obviously the most notable one, over under two minutes, three seconds on the national anthem. Obviously after that, you've got the coin toss, heads or tails, very popular bet, 50-50 odds. Um, you, can't, you can't really get much better than that in terms of <laughs> the, uh, the coin toss. Crazy and it, the odds. One of the best bets to throw in if you're going to parlay anything. Yeah, if you're going to parlay All anything – and, and speaking of parlaying, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna look at the coin toss, uh, you can you can bet on whether the uh, the team who calls the coin toss if they're gonna be correct or not. Uh, will the team that wins the coin toss win the game? So you got you got three bets there on the coin toss with 50-50 odds. You gotta love that. Vegas doesn't get any easier than that. Um, some of the you know more fun ones, like I said, there are a ton of them. Um, we'll get into the Gatorade. Everybody wants to know about the Gatorade bath. Right now, if you think it's blue Gatorade, it's plus 700. Those are the, your longest <laughs> odds. So uh, blue Gatorade plus 700. Uh, clear, I, I guess you could get clear Gatorade or if they dump water, uh, plus 625. Purple Gatorade plus 600. Orange being the betting favorite at plus 125. It's if you if you think that's going to happen, it's almost is orange or purple. Like it's like, unless some, like you said, unless somebody dumps water, come on. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, that's a, that's another one where, you know, you, you got, you got decent odds. And, and, uh, if you, if you feel like it, uh, by all means, we, we encourage it. Now there's, there's certain ones that are just so wacky. You know, like I said, the Super Bowl, the prop bets and the things that come out for this one, um, you know, will Biden, um, will Biden uh, give a, uh, an interview on CBS um, before the, before the Super Bowl? Uh, will Biden uh, choose a Super Bowl winner? Will he invite, uh, will he invite the winner to the White House? Right. Well, will, yeah. will it rain during the Super Bowl? Uh, will the city of Tampa issue a curfew if the Buccaneers win? Uh, will the Buccaneers parade be on the water if they win? What will the price of Dogecoin be at kickoff? Uh, I mean, there's all there's all sorts of shit, right? So, you know, who's gonna who will tweet most during the game uh, between the uh, the quarterbacks' wives? Um, you, all, will, the, will there be a streaker? If you think someone's going to be brave enough to go buck ass naked, it's plus three hundred right now. Here, I mean, quarantine bowl. I mean, you know, hey. streaks are in the quarantine bowl, right? You know, first responders and and all the frontline workers are going to say, "Fuck it, this is my freedom." I'm going to need you guys to lay down heavy money on that bet. <laughs> right. Plus three hundred, and then, and then just streaker. and then just cut me in on a piece because I might just go do it. I love. <laughs> Uh, we, would need, we would need the money to bail you out of jail. Boy, <laughs> it, headline to read, Florida man streaks in first ever Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl at home stadium. <laughs> I'll tell you what. What happened um, in Florida? Speaking of, speaking of some of these, these props, I will say um, 
there are some, if you, if you really want to do your homework, um, that are intriguing in terms of like well, the first player or player props or who's going to have the uh, the most, you know, passing yards or completion. So like here, here's an example, right, of a like a head to head player prop, basically most rushing yards, Leonard Fournette or Darrell Williams. If you think it's Fournette, it's minus 204. If you think it's going to be Williams, it's plus 131. And the list goes on and on between every kind of head-to-head for rushing, receiving, you know, passing, all that, receptions, all that kind of shit, right? So when I when I was uh, saying there's over 7,000 bets, it's literally no freaking joke um, about about the different possibilities. Honestly, you could – you could sit here for hours if you really wanted to look at, at every uh, possible uh, wager that you could make on this game. I will say um, that one of them that I, uh, I saw that kind of caught my eye was a, um, a player parlay where Tom Brady throws for 315 yards or more. Ronald Jones rushes for 60 yards or more and the Buccaneers win, and it was a plus 2,100. Man. So if, if you like the Bucs to win and you think Brady's going to have to throw the ball to do it and, and Rojo will splash in some running, that's not a bad, that's not a bad yeah. bet. I'm just my personal. The one that that's all. intrigues me Man. the most in terms of player is always the player to score the first touchdown. Yeah. That is always a good, good one. one. And there's – there's all, yeah, there's always a good one. Or how is the first touchdown going to yeah. be scored? Whether it's, you know, pass, well, those rush, are the whatever. Uh, how are the first points going to be scored? Like, the nerdy lots bet. of, lots of good. When you're stuff. starting to bet on first players to score. That's like, you got to pay attention because you could, like, in theory, some of these, like, I'm looking or, or I had looked and I had some key ones down. Like, you know, Ronald Jones scoring the first <laughs> touchdown isn't outlandish and it's eight, it's plus 1800. Like, some yeah. like, that's yeah, that's because that's because Aaron, notoriously when, to do it. that's because when the, that's because when the Bucks usually get inside like the ten, it, it does it never oh, goes no, to Rojo. It ends up going to forget. Well, you got to remember it's Super Bowl, so it's like anything can happen. Like, oh no, no, I know. I'm just saying. When you look at the the course of the season, anything inside the red zone, it is makes me laugh though that Travis Kelsey is the 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 worst odds, and it's plus five fifty. Well, yeah, that's because him and him and Gronk are the same age on a specific bet. Speaking of specifics, I want you both to give me the your prediction for the game in terms of score. 35-31. I will, I will what? what's that? Who? Do I gotta what say you, do I gotta say who? You said 35-31? Yeah. 35-31. Who do you got winning? Bucks. Alright, so you've got the Bucks 35 to 31. So I just for just for reference here, Alex, okay? Yeah. If, if we were to go ahead and place that in, you would have the Buccaneers at uh, winning the winning the money line. The Buccaneers are at uh, plus 210, okay? Mm-hmm. You've got the Buccaneers winning by four points, which means the alternate spread of the Buccaneers – Minus three and a half is at plus 360. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got the Buccaneers scoring 35 points exactly, which is plus 1600. 
Okay. You've got the Chiefs scoring exactly 31 points, which is plus 1,200. So, if what you just said actually happens, Bucks plus or minus, excuse me, minus three and a half cover, Bucks scoring exactly 35, Chiefs scoring exactly 31. If you were to take those three bets right there, mm-hmm. you parlay that, that multiplier, a $10 wager, a $10 wager would pay out $9,731.36. Slap my ass, Rody. I'm going to put some 10 money dollars down. <laughs> so, so Alex has got bucks 35-31. Matt, let's get into your scenario here. Let's see how quickly I can do this. What do you got, Matt? Um, I, I do have the bucks. I see this okay. being like 32-29. Ooh, 29 points for the Chiefs is plus 2,500. Like that. I just see that happening. So plus twenty nine, plus twenty nine hundred on the odds if the Chiefs get, um, or plus, yeah, plus twenty two hundred if they have exactly twenty nine. Now, the Bucks, you said with thirty two. How do you come up with twenty nine points? Hey, whatever. That's what he yeah. likes. That's what he likes. It just feels like right. it's gonna be a weird Super Bowl. All right. Hey, what do we call this? Hey, what do we call these during the regular season? Swing pick. Swing pick. I said the Bucks are going <laughs> to. But, hey, the Buccaneers at, at 32 exact points is plus 4,000. <laughs> I'm going to put money dear, on that, too. Dear God. So, uh, so you've got 32 to 29, okay? So that would make the Bucks cover... Uh, a minus two and a half. So let's see if you were to parlay that at ten bucks, boy, that plus four thousand multiplier. A ten dollar, a ten dollar parlay there, Matt, gets you twenty six thousand four hundred and eighty two dollars and eleven cents. Hey, we're all we're all going to put ten dollars down on each of our bets, right? Is that what yeah, we're doing? Boy. I mean, I'm can, okay. You, if you think you do that, if you think you know exact points and you hit it. You're gonna be a happy camper. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. I, I might as well just throw down ten. I might as well throw down ten dollars on like every combination of score. Up I mean, to 50 I will if we do that on air. As people can hear, as we record, I should say, I'll do that. I will adjust mine because that is completely outlandish and not gonna happen. I will make an actual thought. <laughs> now, if I'll you can, it. you can also you can wager what you think the exact total points is gonna be. So, like right now, the over under. Line is set at fifty six. So if you think Vegas knows what they're talking about and it's fifty six, the fifty points or more total right now is at plus. Well, so okay, like here, let me really do mine in. Honestly, like if we do this, because I will, I'll throw ten dollars on this. If you throw ten dollars on yours, out. <laughs> I'm throwing. Oh, I already am. I'm okay. throwing ten dollars on mine. Disclaimer. Now, disclaimer. Now, this is not financial no. <laughs> advice. You do not have to place a bet on this. If you now, do, here, do it at I'll your say, own freaking risk. You guys both chose the Buccaneers to win. Alex has them winning by I'm four. Matt's got my them winning score. by three. That's what I'm telling you. That's what What's I'm saying. It's a, a way more sound pick. Well, Alex is not changing his score. Well, no, yours I'm is keeping realistic it. than 32-29. So, 
So right now, right now, if you were to take a wager at Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning margin between one and six points, it's plus. Okay, well, I got them by four. 31 27 would be like my real prediction. Okay. All right, so that's still the same thing. That's still Buccaneers by one to six. So plus plus three seventy if you think that the Bucks are going to win any by anywhere from one to six points. So I mean, if you like the Bucks to win in the tight game, plus three. Well, what I'm saying is though is that bet. changed a little bit because then I got my four points, which covers the spread at the at the at the spread that it is, and it takes the it, it gets me over to fifty six. So yeah, well. So here's here's so the 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 total points scored in the game combined, if you if you like to look at the range there the the between fifty and fifty six is at plus three fifty, the the next range is fifty seven to sixty three at plus three twenty five. So, I mean if you like what your your score is, if you like what your score is, you take the Buccaneers winning margin of uh, one to six at plus three seventy. And you said it was going to be what, Matt? 27 31, 27. 31 to 27. Okay, so that's 58 total points, right? So you look at that, and you've got your two, you've got your two picks right there in terms of uh, your winning margin at plus 370, your points scored at plus 325. I mean, you're looking at a, at a $10 bet paying out over, over six grand. Or a hundred a hundred dollar bet paying out over. Yeah, I'm not grand. throwing hundred dollars down. I'll do ten. No, I know. I'm, I'm just saying though. You're looking. I would, you're I would probably. A diff- I would do that, but I'd also take the point exact too. You might as well. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if you're, you're gonna parlay, if you're if you're really risking or if you're really trying to multiply your parlay, but anyway, the point the point is is that there are there are some very intriguing options, and obviously. You know, if you're going to do it, do it responsibly. You know, you can some of these things you can wage. You can wager as little as a dollar, you know, and some things are so outlandish that a dollar will pay, you know, 900 times. So, so I got a, I got a question then, Matt. What's that? Will this will this change your bet? You ready? What's up? <clears throat> the NFL has written in a memo and ruled that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cannot Fire their cannons when they score a touchdown. Oh, that's points. so lame. That's because it's not that's a true home so, game. I mean, it doesn't change my score, but that is so lame. Does that change the atmosphere? Does that does that work? I mean, it kind of. I mean, it's a. It's that's going to be so weird because you're going to have that changes well, but the no, atmosphere. But here's what makes that weird: is a. I mean, it changes <laughs> the excitement. But since you're going to have real Tampa Bay Bucks fans actually in attendance in a home game, or the Super Bowl, but then no cannons, they're going to be waiting for the cannons. Somebody, did silent. you know some jackass is going to bring like their own cannons? Some, yeah, <laughs> bring in their own. Someone's horses. going to bring in some friggin' M80s. Dude. You know some jackass well, here, is going to do something me, like uh, that. Come on. Let me end. Let me end this. Uh, this little uh, bet betting. Uh, Carousel. Yeah, betting a carousel on, on this last little nugget here. If you think, and this obviously <laughs> will not happen, but it, if you think that either the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Kansas City Chiefs total points scored, exact total that they will finish the game with is either two points or four points, 
It's plus five hundred thousand to one. Wait, wait. Four. The total points is four. The total points that they end up with, their exact point total, is, is... either two points or four points. So, so wait. So somebody actually bets that somebody wins the Super Bowl on I safety. Mean, they... No, when... it doesn't have to be on a safety. It's it's that. Like, say for example, the Chiefs win twenty-eight to two. If you bet that the Buccaneers' total points exact was two. It's plus five hundred thousand to one. Okay, that'll never happen. But yeah, go ahead, do it. Yeah. So if you're feeling like you know what, I will take. I mean, you could in theory bet that the score is going to be zero zero every single year. It's not. Yeah, but it can't be because you can't have you got to no, have it's, a winner. Yeah, you have to have a winner for the Super Bowl. They, they'll they'll run that game until it, until somebody puts a point on the board. So here, so Alex, just just. Just if you wanted to, just, you know, as a purely, this is just a joke. If you wanted to say, I'm going to take a dollar and I'm going to bet that the Buccaneers score a safety and that's all they get, your $1 turns into five grand. I mean, I mean, yeah, it sounds nice. <laughs> I mean, it will never happen. So yes, <laughs> exactly. You're, you're, but I'm not putting the dollar, dollar down on that. I, I, under, I understand that. <laughs> You're throwing away a dollar, but there are some lunatics out there who would say, I will throw away a dollar just to say I have this option. I mean, good on them, but no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> some people like their dollar too much. Yeah, I like my dollar. Anyway, I will, uh, I'll go ahead and my prediction as we wrap up. Um, believe it or not, I'm, first of all, there's no way on God's green earth I'm rooting for the Chiefs to win the game. So I'm picking the Buccaneers to win the game 31 uh, 31- to 23, so I think they win by eight. Oh, like, wow. Like a 31 there. Yeah. We share that. So 31-28, I like the Buccaneers to win Damn. by eight, which means that I will um, I will bet the Buccaneers um, in a money line as well as in an alternate spread where they cover uh, six and a half, and I will bet the under on 56 because I think it's going to be, obviously, if it's 31 to 24, that's 55, so. That would be my that would be my uh, my game plan going into Sunday. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I know this um, as we as we wrap up the show. Everybody's got a favorite uh, Super Bowl food or menu item. What are we having for the Super Bowl? Oh, man, I would say my favorite is Matt's buffalo chicken dip, but he's too far Sorry. away. <laughs> I might, I might make that, even though that is not at all in a diet that I'm doing whatsoever. But I don't know, man. Call me weird. I I really like those cheese and cracker <laughs> trays. <laughs> yeah, easy to munch on. Yeah, I like those. My wife always laughs at me because I always buy one. You bought one for the draft, too. Yeah, I bought one for the draft, too. And I was the only one in my house <laughs> eating it. Yeah, you ate the whole damn thing. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'll probably – I mean, dude, it'll be meat on the grill with, like, minimal carb sides. Like, I mean, Super Bowl. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't decided yet, but it'll um, – ch- there probably will be chicken wings Public, involved. Public's wings yeah, are wow. always a good go-to for our and Southeast listeners. There'll definitely be some wings, probably some pizza since I'll be at home. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You you can have the uh, the pizza when you're at your yeah yeah. So you know, I'll be at home and then make a, a halftime break. <laughs> so yeah, I'll uh, I'll have uh, I'll have cold beer. It'll probably be 
it'll probably be Miller Lite because um, the high life will probably be gone by then. Uh, and then uh, we'll see what the uh, the post game the post game drink is probably probably some bourbon. But yeah, we'll we'll figure out the menu. But anyway, whatever it is you're doing for the Super Bowl, we hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoyed the show. We thank everybody uh, honestly for for listening to us. If you do, uh, it's been a great first season of Pound the Pigskin. Um, we uh, we hope to continue just bringing more football content and having the show get out to more and more ears. So we, we appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl. If one of your teams is in it, um, we feel for you. We know you'll be a nervous wreck, but at least you still got a horse in the race. Um, we do not, uh, unfortunately, but you never know. There's always next year, as we like to say. But um, we'll, uh, we'll, enjoy a, we'll enjoy a game. The three of us idiots all like the Bucks. We think the GOAT wins his seventh uh, Super Bowl, which is just completely absurd. Um, cause yep. Brady will have won more Super Bowls by himself than any, uh, NFL franchise has in their entire history. Yep. Uh, so, so there's that little nugget. Uh, like as much as I know people hate um, him, like, come on. Yeah. He's well, if, if one guy has more Super Bowls than every franchise has won in their entire history, uh, there's no other way to describe well, the greatest of all time. I mean, just think about Detroit, guys. They don't even have one, and Brady's sitting here with six working on his seven. Not, not that they don't have one. They haven't even been to one. Technically, yeah. it's a franchise that would have as many Super Bowls as that. Cause it, or no. 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 It would, He'll it get his seventh, and it'll be with Brady a new team. <laughs> I'm still so used to him being on free New England. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. Obviously, you know our boy Eric Church singing the anthem, so you gotta love that. Um, so we hope we hope everybody enjoys the game. We hope you enjoyed the show. Like I said, it's been a great first season of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. And we will talk to you in the off season next. Thanks, week. everybody.